0: right. Slow-mo. Slow-mo. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't planning on starting, stopping that. So, so that would, uh, well, I'm not going to try again. I don't know enough about it in the first place, so we ain't going to try it again. <laughs> so, yeah, so. We'll show that some other time. But the point of what I was about to show you was, jumping out of an airplane, because I'm the next one behind it, is making a promise to an eight-year-old and then keeping it. When she asked me at eight years old, when Allie asked me, she said, Dad, when when I turn 18, can we go jump out of an airplane? It sounded easy at eight years old. I said, if we're able, if I'm able, we'll do it. We were able, and we did it. Something about promises, because when people watch, really when they watch us at the end of the day, we'll be judged by others, not by the promises made, what we say, we'll be judged by the promises kept. And as leaders of the church, as the church in general and culture and as parents too, and I'm throwing that in there for sure, the gap between what we say and what we do, if it gets too far, people stop listening and we're not living into it. And so as we come today, I'm going to remind us last week, we talked about whose report will you believe? This is interesting today. There's a lot of weird things happening in here. I want to stop and pray. I normally don't get up and walk to the back in the middle of service. The ten years we've been here, I maybe have done it. couple of times but for some reason today there's this heaviness in here and I can't explain it on me maybe it's just on me maybe it's just on me Lord your word tells us there's a lot of that goes with this statement but you inhabit the praises of your people Lord, we come into this room today with a lot of different avenues to get in here, a lot of different stories, a lot of different burdens. The very statement that you are able, I think, is being challenged right now in many minds and hearts in this room, specifically or online. Lord, I, I confess, this pastor's not immune to that noise. And Lord, the heaviness that's in here, and I'll just say for me personally, either I'm out of step with you and what I need to say today, or the very thing I need to say today has significant resistance. Lord, so I'm giving you right a passage in my mind and my heart to change whatever you need to change right now. I hope I pray that every week. I hope that's my heart every week. But this day, for whatever reason, Lord, April 23rd, 2023, Have your way. Whose report will we believe? Lord, today we choose to believe the report of the Lord. Help us now, Lord. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. John 10, 10 the promise, Jesus' promise, that the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come, Jesus says, that you may have life and have it abundantly to the full. That's what I promise you. That is the report of the Lord. Ephesians 3, as we read last week, and I want to read it again as we go for a few weeks here on this particular verse. I'm going to start in verse 14 again, even though we're going to camp on verse 20 today. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, To him be the glory in the church and in Christ through all generations forever and ever. Amen. This week, no doubt, all kinds of news we get, right? Again, the reports we get. I mentioned it last week again. So many reports we get that are, and, and if we're not careful, I'm not sure we've ever been inundated with as many reports as we can get today. We get more reports on more things than we can ask or imagine, (laughs) okay? It's crazy how many reports. You can just follow one sports team and get multiple reports. I used to, I remember back in the day, back way, way back, back when there were newspapers, way, way back, that you maybe got a report at 5.30 in the afternoon, maybe 6 o'clock news, maybe 10 if you stayed up late, and you've got a newspaper. That was all the reports you looked for. You did not look for any other reports. And it's very seldom now do you get, if you go looking for reports, unless you're, maybe there's sports teams, you may get some positive ones, but if it's the news, it's not very often you get positive ones. Would you agree with that? I mean, it's very, when you weigh it down and you look at all the reports you get, Most of them are not uplifting. Most of them are not about hope. And even in your own circumstance. Often it's not the circumstance that destroys us. It is the process of our thoughts. The coming to fear and disbelief. I mean, even the whole concept behind skydiving, and again, someday we'll show it in its fullest form because I'm pretty awesome at it, right? Yeah, got somebody tied to my back. That's, that's, that's how that works. You know, the funny thing about that, and, you, and again, well, I'll show it someday, and you, I know you're anticipating, can't wait to see it someday, but the crazy thing is, is not wasn't as much me jumping out of that airplane was watching my two daughters go flipping out of the airplane, <laughs> Because it's one thing to me to risk my own being. It's another thing to watch them be at risk, to protect them. But these reports, these soundtracks, these things that we have that go over and over in our minds. As I was reading this again this week, preparing, and, and uh, I, I want to I finish one thing from last week. That uh, somebody asked me afterwards, they asked me about the soundtrack that I had going skiing, and there I was at lunch telling me, "Go home, go home. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? You're a loser. 63 years old. What are you trying to ski? You weren't good before. What are you trying to do it now for?" And what I forgot to tell you was, I went back out on the slope that afternoon and had a blast. Skied the rest of the afternoon. Did not want to leave. Now, not simply in my mind. I can't just say in my mind I'm going to be better. I had to change some things, okay, just so you know how I was going about it. But just that conversation I had at lunch with myself, which is not unusual. How many of you have conversations with yourself? There you go. I think brilliant people have conversations with themselves. That's what I heard. Smart, intelligent people off the chart. IQ people do that. I just wanted to wrap that up. Somebody asked me, said, you just went home? No, I didn't go home. Had a blast the rest of the day. Now to him who is able. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. As I was reading this again this week, I thought, one of the biggest challenges that I think I struggle with, and maybe you may struggle with, is God able? You know, as an eight year old, when Allie asked me to make that promise that someday we would go, in her mind, not being able to do that was out of the question. Because she looked at me as her father and She didn't know where our finances were. She didn't know where anything else was, but she knew I could make that happen. She knew that. So that's the reason why she asked me, and she knew I was adventurous enough to know that there's a possibility I might consider doing that, a possibility. And she knew it was probably in my power once she got there to make that happen. So she asked, right? And I made a promise. If I'm able, and what I meant by that was if I'm not, you know, if I'm still around, I mean, I know, I'm not trying to be morbid, but who knows? We'll try to make that happen. And so so as we begin to read Scripture again, I was reading, and many of you know one of my favorite verses in Scripture, and I know sometimes you get in trouble for saving that. uh, I say in trouble, but when you begin to look at it and go, well, you shouldn't just have favorites, but I do, some of you do, and those are things that you lean on, they're promises you stand on, there's things that I go back to over and over and over again to remind myself of the report of the Lord. And the more those you have, the more reports you get. But Jeremiah 17, 5, 8, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the man who trusts in man, who draws strength from more flesh flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parts, places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. Beautiful. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence whose confidence whose refuge, whose security, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green, and it has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence, whose refuge, whose security is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water. Even in drought, they fail to bear fruit. So many times... you may or may not struggle with this. I forget that if I just put my trust in Him, I don't have to know how it's all going to play out. I don't have to understand that. My question is, do I believe He's able? There are moments in my life windows of time i go lord i have confidence in this and then 30 years later even now sometimes i wonder i've got good friends of mine right now retiring which is awesome for all them and i I, I don't mean it that way uh so don't take it the way i'm not saying the way I'm, i'm don't 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 mean what i'm don't hear what i'm not saying but i do go back 30 years sometimes If I let my mind wander there, and I mentioned it to somebody the other day, and I think about leaving Alumax, and I think about leaving those things, and think about the money, cutting my money in half to go into ministry full time, and I have people often say to me, well, you chose that life. I didn't choose it. It chose me. It chose me. I I, I didn't choose that. I, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Multiple times in our marriage, because of following after the Lord, we've cut our income in half two different times. And there are times I look back, like even like, I mean, honestly, in this window of time right now, because as, as, as I get older, those things begin to come back up a little more. But I have to believe what I heard 30 years ago. I have to believe that that right there, and there's no question about it, and yes, I could have stayed volunteering, like many of you do, and I'm so thankful for that. Let me tell you how thankful we are as a church, that you've chosen to volunteer your time. I see it up here every Sunday. I see it in the children. We know what that's like. We did it for years as laymen. But as I get older, there are times, like I said, that I'm going, Lord, I know and for many of you right now, I think in this window we're in right now financially and what's happening in our economy, just because you put your trust in the Lord doesn't mean you're not immune to waking up at 2 in the morning going, how is this all going to come together? I look at it as our church right now. I'll be honest with you. I, that's the one thing I wake up in the middle of the night going, Lord, how is this all going to come together? We look in our, well, the last time I reported to the board, we're up 40% from a year ago in our attendance. Kind of crazy and awesome, but down significantly in income. And that trend's continued. And you go, Lord, it doesn't add up. You know, sometimes you look at it and you go, by the Maricopa County Assessor, I don't know if you know this, we don't owe any money on this property here, uh, which is awesome. And the Maricopa County Assessor assesses this at $12 million. Kind of crazy. But that that, that doesn't do anything for our weekly or monthly income. Zero. Matter of fact, it's hard to keep it up. (laughs) It's hard to keep it going. Matter of fact, it costs... We are trying to make it better, as you know, as the gym and things like that. And, again, I, I looked at that a while ago, and I want to thank you. Those we're, And I think we're, we may even just about to get another uh, in, in, you know, in, injection into that number where we may even get close to having it all in. That's awesome news, by the way. Thank you for doing that. But in the midst of that, we still need to pay our bills on the other part. I prayed long and hard even about the gym renovation. Because, Lord, I I ask him, and many of you know I struggled with it. You know I did. Board members know it. Staff members know it. Because, Lord, can we do both? Can we do that and continue? Because when I look at the report from the finances, I had to believe the report of the Lord even though I'm looking at the numbers right there. I have to believe he's able. And we may have to do things that we haven't had to do since we've been here. And make some changes that we haven't had to do since we've been here. And guess what? I'm okay with that. One of the things Jan and I made a decision on many years ago, and I thank you, Brandon, for the last two weeks in your presentation up front and considering the offering. And I'm going to mention something here today that I've told you before I don't mention very often from this pulpit in a message. But one of the things you do need to know is that we just went, sent 55 people, and they stuck with us 55 people through Uncommon. It was awesome. Guess what we didn't ask before we asked them to participate in it and try to invest in their life and time? Is whether they gave to the church or not. Our benevolence, we never ask, do you give or not? Children's men, we we don't ask that. Because we're here for a different reason. But I will say this. It says, according to the power that is at work within us. And I think the second thing that I think is... One of the biggest challenges in ministry is, and not just ministry, as a Christian. Is God able? Can I answer that? Do I truly believe that? Is he able? And will I partner with him to make it able? Because according to his power at work within me. There's a part I play in this for God to come through. God will come through. Let me see this the right way. God will come through. But there's a part we play in this partnership. You know, I have this saying that I use often. If I was going, for instance, if I was going into business, if you were going to an entrepreneur, you're looking at your partner. One of the things Jane and I love doing, we love flipping houses, and we've done that and done reasonably well on it over the years but because I trust her and she trusts me that partnership works I've seen it where it doesn't but that partnership works if I'm going into partnership with someone I want to know are they able are they capable who are they what are their whether their skill sets but you've heard me say often is that I, I it's great to have friends but it's really great to have friends with what yes. skills so who I go in partnership with, I look at that and go, "Okay, how you know? Do they bring, What do they bring to the table in the middle of all this? Do they bring something with this?" And that's probably one of the biggest challenges, like I said, as a pastor, is to realize that this is a huge partnership. that I know that I have to preach and lead specifically on this topic that you know I'm not comfortable with. Some are, I'm not. But one of the things Jan and I made a decision years ago, one of the primary ways that we initially showed God he was first was through giving, was through tithing. As Brandon said, it's one of the, sometimes one of the hardest. You know, Martin Luther talks about, you know, there's the conversion of, but one of them is conversion of the purse. It's a huge conversion for people. But I know this, I've made a promise to God to do what he asked me to do if I understand it. This morning, I'll just to be honest with you, it's a little more difficult than I've had in a long time. I have no idea. I can't even explain it. And what I'm sharing with you, I'm not even sure makes any sense to you. But I'm confident that if this church is going to be the church it's supposed to be, there's got to be a greater partnership. Because it's limited otherwise. Otherwise. Thank you, those who give not only to that gym vision, but to give regularly here to support what we do. And just so you know, two-thirds of what we do here goes to staffing. It sure does. And some some people say, well, you know, are you overstaffed for a church your size? Well, the answer would be yes. We're not overstaffed for for the church we're supposed to be. And that's the challenge. And It's that window of time in between. The land in between, that gets tricky. There are times I stand up here, it's not very often, I'm not quite sure what the next thing is to say. I'm going to ask Josiah and the band to come on down. I'm going to ask us to do something. I've heard a lot of reports this week about a lot of things. I've shared with you what's on my heart. That's all I got. That's all I got. In 10 years here, I've never done that. That's all I got. I believe we're called to be a church that's a beacon of light in this community and maybe even beyond this community. And how we get there If I listen to all the reports and read the reports that are on my desk, it doesn't make sense how that's all going to work out. But Jan and I know, and we've had the confidence for 30-something years, we're just going to believe the report of the Lord. Yeah, when there's $700 in the bank account and you got two kids in college, uh, one in private school, you're neck deep in debt, your house is worth a third of what you paid for it, at least 50% of what you paid for it. We never stop giving, we never stop supporting. We just continue to try to believe the report of the Lord. We knew what He told us tried to stand on his promises that's kind of where I am now with us as a church I'm so glad of the new if you've come in the last year to two years I'm so thankful that you've come and you can come as long as we got the doors open without supporting us and partnering with us the other way you can if you know me and you know us as a staff and you know us as leadership But I am concerned. And maybe we've not done a good enough job of sharing it with you. Because I believe if we don't have that, we'll never get all of you. And what we need to do. this morning you know me I usually have something to say Lord walk into this room each week and it seems to go the same way each week we know that's not true because what's happening in people's lives are not the same as it was last week Lord right now I believe there are financial for families in here financial situations that they are losing sleep over Lord I pray in the name of Jesus right now but Lord, that you would give them peace, and comfort, you know exactly where they are, you know the challenges that they face, and just ask them to believe that you will help them figure this out. Lord, we pray that as a church, what a great leadership team we have here, Lord, and bored, and Lord, with some new ones next week. And Lord, I pray that the heart behind why I spoke this today is received the way it was meant. Lord, as we sing now, help us, just help us, Lord. I got, Lord. In your name we pray. Won't you stand with me? We're going to sing more than able.